unfortunately this morning has to play is under the weather, and so he asked me to go ahead and uh, throw something together for this morning. So I will be, be giving the lesson today. Um, if you want, we can go ahead and swing over in our Bibles to Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Really, anyone who was alive at that time, a 
whether it be one of those shepherds, whether it be Simeon. It's finally time. It's finally happening. Jesus, the Messiah, has come. And when you get that call, hey, head over to the temple real quick from the Holy Spirit because he's here. He's finally here. And Simeon goes over there and he picks him up and he praises God and he says, I can finally die. Because with salvation and Jesus in his arms, the world has nothing else to offer for him. I think that's really, really beautiful. That, that with Jesus in his arms, he has nothing else that he needs from this world. If we could take a little bit from that in our daily life, we all have the opportunity to have Jesus at arm's length. We can always invite him in with us, wherever we go, whatever we're doing. And if we would just take that opportunity to do that, I don't think we'd let things in our lives bother us here as much as we do. Because ultimately, we have just as much reason as Simeon had with Jesus holding him. We have just as much reason to say, you know what, God? You can take me now if you want, if you want to. That's what Paul said. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Our next little bit here that we have, uh, just skipping down just a little bit, to verse 36 says, And then there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in her years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple, serving night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. We have this woman, Anna, who has a similar story to Simeon. She's so excited that she finally gets to meet Jesus. But there's a really cool thing that's hidden in this little story about her. You notice it tells us who her dad is, just randomly. But that really oh, thing tells who Simeon's dad was, right? Why did they tell us that? Well, this word, Fanuel, her dad's <laughs> name, is used one other place in the Bible in the Old Testament. When Jacob becomes Israel, when he wrestles with God personally, he says, I have seen the face of God, and he names the place Fanuel. So here's Anna with Jesus as a baby. She's seen the face of God. I don't think that's in there by mistake. I don't think that Luke was just writing down random facts. Just like, oh, it was 2.30 in the afternoon and the sun was kind of weird, you know. I think he put that there because he wanted us to think about that. He wanted us to realize that Anna saw the face of God just like Jacob did because she saw the baby Jesus. God incarnate wrapped in flesh. Now back in Simeon's story, one of the things that really stood out to me was he said that you have prepared the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. I think it's really easy for us to forget because we live in America and this Christianity is so prevalent here that we're all Gentiles. This promise 
wasn't originally for us, at least it didn't seem like it was. It was for the Jews, right? The leader of the Jews was going to come, and he was going to rule on God's behalf. But here Simeon is, pretty sure he's one of the first people to say it. This is for the Gentiles, too. I mean, first people to say it, but Jesus right there. Actually, if we go back over to Isaiah chapter 49, we actually see the exact thing that Simeon is referencing. He's, he's quoting Isaiah here. Isaiah 49. He says, And now says the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel might be gathered to him. For I honor in the sight of the Lord, and my God is my strength. He says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will make you a light of the nations, so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. For us too. That's nice. But there's a reason why that's so important. There's a reason why God actually saying, yeah, this is for you too, is so important. And it's because way back in Deuteronomy, he said, remember the days, this is Deuteronomy 32, verse 7, says, remember the days of old, consider the years of all generations. Ask your father, and he will inform you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High gave the nations up for his inheritance, when he separated the sons of man. He set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his allotment of his inheritance. So they're referencing the Tower of Babel back whenever the Tower of Babel fell. God spread all the people out. And he said, okay, I'm going to take this one. And he took, he's going to take Israel for himself. But he disinherited the other nations. And so until Jesus came and brought God's dwelling place to earth, there was no chance for us. Let that sink in. If Jesus hadn't come, we wouldn't get to have any relationship with God. Post-Christ, it's really easy to be like, yeah, everyone just needs to have a relationship with Jesus, and we just need to, to uh, love him, and then we become part of the family of God. But it's easy to forget that he opened that invitation to us as Gentiles. And if he hadn't come the way he did, then we wouldn't be able to have a relationship with God. And that's truly amazing and wonderful that Jesus is indwelling here on earth and his death on the cross opens that back up to us. When Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of God is here. And he gives us that power to go out into the world and to bring people into that kingdom. As long as he's dwelling inside of you, God is there too. And so even though he gave up the world as his inheritance that back there in Deuteronomy 32, just like Isaiah said, just like Simeon said, now it's a light that's going to reach all the nations. And how is it going to do that? Well, 
Jesus died, and then at the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and rested among his followers as a fire. Light above them. God suddenly started dwelling in his people instead of next to his people. And now wherever his people go, they can reclaim the world in God's name. Where these little mini tabernacles, you know, the tent that the Israelites had that was God's dwelling place, where these little mini mobile home tabernacles that God is traveling around throughout the whole world, and as long as we're willing to reach out to people and show them his love, his mercy, and teach them about Jesus. That's why Jesus said, go out to all the world, to, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But he started with Jerusalem. He said, start here, and spread out, go all the way out, go everywhere. Because God's reclaiming the world in his name. That's what's so cool about Jesus, God. Is that Adam and Eve messed it up. And then the Tower of Battle, they messed it up again. And God had to let it all go and say, I can't, I can't be associated with all this evil. But Jesus came down and he shared with us his righteousness and now God can be in the world with us as we go out. That brings us all the way to the end of the story, right? If our job is to be that light to go out to all the nations and spread God's love and mercy, then that puts us at our last, at the very end of the book, right? This is Revelation chapter 7. Um, I'm going to start in verse 4. It says, I, And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher. Goes on and on, he gets 12,000 from each tribe. 12 tribes times 12, right? So he hears that there's this group of Israelites. He says that, okay, and I heard the number of those. And this is a military census. They're collecting the Israelite military, right? But then whenever we go down, and we get to verse 9, it says, after these things I looked. He's not just hearing it now. He's looking to see. He's confirming with his eyes. And behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and tongues and peoples, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands, and they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. See, we just thought it sounded like it was supposed to be for Israel. But there was these little sprinklings all throughout that it was for everyone. And Simeon recognized that. And obviously, after Jesus, we recognized that too. But just really put yourself there. This is the salvation that has been coming for thousands of years now that you've been waiting for. It's finally here, but it's not just for your neighbor who goes to the synagogue. It's for you, too. And because of that, it's not just a big group of soldiers from Israel. It's a group of people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, following not this 
mighty soldier sort of king, although he is mighty, to following a lamb. Like I was saying during worship, never quite looks the way God. God never does it quite the way you think it's going to look. It's always a little bit different, upside down. And so that's that's really what I want you, you all to think about and take away from this morning. I'm going to let you go because today you all probably have have Christmas plans for today. But it's that Jesus came and died on the cross that all may have salvation, whosoever comes to him. And that means, really, honestly, more to us as Gentiles than to a Jew almost. Because if he hadn't done it, there's nothing for us at all. So never forget that Jesus died to reclaim the whole world in his name. And now you're enlisted in that 144,000. It's not like Jehovah's Witnesses say, well, there's only 144,000. But you're enlisted in the multitude, the multi-ethnic multitude of God that comes from every tribe and every tongue and every nation. And it's the honor that's been handed out to you. And so now it's our responsibility to go out as those soldiers fighting in this holy war. It doesn't look like us going after people with swords and knives and bows. It looks like us going after people with the word of God. Winning hearts to Jesus, explaining to them that God has a plan. And that his plan is in this book, and it involves Jesus, it involves you and me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this congregation. Pray that you would watch over them all, help them to just uh, just see your face today, Lord. As we celebrate uh, Jesus' birth, I just pray that we would have our hearts on you and on him, and not on how many presents we're going to get, or how stressed out we are about getting that turkey cooked, or any of those things, Lord. But that ultimately we would remember that today is a day of celebration, a day to celebrate Jesus' birth, that he came here die on that cross so that we might be forgiven for our sins because without him we are nothing we love you we thank for all you do in Jesus name I pray amen if this is your first time to really think about that to consider the gospel to consider the fact that Jesus died for you then we'd like you to come down and devote your life in it, honestly. There's no pressure, obviously, but you can come down. This altar is always open. And you can pray to him, and he'll hear you. He'll hear you because the Bible says that Jesus intercedes for us, that he brings our prayers to God. So because Jesus died for us and allows us to have a relationship with God that we wouldn't have been able to have without his death, this altar is open. If you've got anything else going on, you can always come up here and pray about that too.